0: We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets,
1: but they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd, and this is the
0: Everyday Driver Car Debate. We just finished shooting, and the deluge followed.
1: <laughs> I was we, 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 what actually, you're, we actually
0: we actually waited out a storm today so that we could finish up the last day of shooting of season five. Yeah, and
1: then pretty, mu- pretty, pretty much. Pretty much of a as soon as
0: we finished. It was deluging again.
1: Yeah, very so, cool milestone. Glad to have had the break. We've but, done the overlap with season six. Yes, just to starting make things that later, and then yeah. finishing up season five. But we had to squeeze this in, as you probably saw on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. It was the new Z4 mm-hmm. against the 718 Boxster, and it's specific target. Yes. Yeah, it really is. And uh, so we jumped into those cars and had a great time and kind of worked around the weather and well, shot at golden hours. You really can't cool.
0: shoot convertibles in the rain. It's tough. you got to shoot it with the top down. It's
1: tough, for sure. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. So, we did that. We actually have, it looks like summertime, which because it is summertime in spite of the crazy rain. And then, uh, you know, we kind of ran through parking lots after dinner, chasing, uh, running away from lightning. But, hey, <laughs> we are here to do the podcast. Happy Friday to you. Actually, thinking of uh, season five, there is a rerun, actually, on Motor Trend this weekend from season four. We have two reruns coming. The next two weekends are reruns from season four. Uh, this, this Saturday is the Cayman Generations episode, which is quite uh, pertinent, considering we just just drove the t- uh, 718 yeah, right. Boxster. Right. That has the 718 GTS in it as the third of three generations of Caymans. So we'd love for you to watch that piece. And then the week following will be the Z06's piece, which a lot of you really, really like. And then we're back to all of the first five episodes of season five, which will follow with this one that we just shot today. Little spoiler alert. hmm Not on content, but on releases. Uh, The Amazon stuff is headed in the next week, 10 days. The first episodes of season five should be available on Amazon and Vimeo. That'll also be available to our patrons who get them for free through Vimeo, which is very cool. But as soon as this episode six is finished, it's going directly up on the web, which will be earlier
1: than it will play on cable. Right. Just letting you know. Right. Just, you heard it here first. There it is. And massive thanks to our sponsors, guys, Grios Garage and Covercraft. Covercraft being the title sponsor yeah, and, for sure. and massive thanks to Grios as well. There was a question from Christopher L on Facebook. Did you see he couldn't help notice that the very next YouTube video Grios posted after our live stream was the two bucket wash method. Was that a little jab at me? As a <laughs> matter of fact, Christopher uh Nick and Todd and I discussed <laughs> some things while I was there and, and uh I, I'm not sure, but uh you know, you never know. But uh they were they were good sports about the conversation, so who knows who knows but yeah check those guys out and for both companies you can use the code every day when you yep. order and it yep. actually does work you get 10% off your order from either company off, yeah,
0: which has been helpful it's to brilliant. a lot of and thank you brilliant. for letting us know and letting them know when you get product and especially when you like it yes. that's really cool because honestly they are paying attention and listening and they have commented to us about you guys responding and I think that's great so it definitely well, matters yeah. so thank you
1: well that's been something we've been asking both companies You yeah. know, hey what's your response been totally, from the yeah. audience what have you guys been seeing and so their response is positive so please Please keep letting them know. Yeah, for sure. It really for sure. helps. You know, visibility, optics, all those, you know, all name a corporate buzzword. Nice, nice corporate words. You know While I mean? We're talking corporate words. Actually, yes.
0: you know what? Rate and review. That's not really a corporate thing, but rate and review this podcast if you would, if you haven't yet. A few of you have actually written in in the last week or so and said that you've just found us. So hi to all of <laughs> you that just exactly. found us. We're really glad exactly. to have you with us. And some of you actually going back and doing back episodes, which we appreciate as well. There are a lot of at this point we're 420 (laughs) something in so there's a lot but thank you for joining us and if you haven't rated and reviewed the podcast or you haven't told a friend about it that is a car person or a podcast person we've heard both those stories we've heard Mm -hmm, people that mm -hmm. pass it on to friends who kind of like cars we've also heard people who just like I pass it on to people who just like podcasts so either either
1: camp you're in we welcome you but there will be a lot of car discussion just so you know (laughs) for sure well we've got to jump in to the first debate we've got Bo J he's writing to us He's lost. He yes. needs homework. I yes. have never really had anybody write in saying, "Give me homework." We we dole it out. Yeah. We dish it out we do, pretty good. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For and sure. you've heard us dish it out. But he's needing some homework, and that is because he's always been the one to recommend cars to other people, mm-hmm. which is great. And I know mm-hmm. many of you do. But you know, from the standpoint, what what happens when the recommender turns to? What's next? He's stumped because there's too many great choices to decide on his next ride. He said from 328s to 335s to a G37, M37, A4 (laughs) with the V6 Quattro manual. And he said even a 914 engagement present from his wife and an APR-tuned GTI Mm -hmm. back in college. He's tried a lot of different things here. He's been in a lot of different types of cars.
0: And he's always that list. The interesting thing about that list is that's his list of I went from this and this. And that. he knew what every step was. Mm-hmm, he was always mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I've got this right now. I'm going to go to that right now." He knew exactly, and now he happens to be driving a 2017 Lexus GS 350 F Sport for work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that he likes, but he's ready to move on, and
1: he's baffled. He's baffled. This, this could actually be extra credit in this uh, this email here. We we might give him uh, <laughs> extra credit questions. Probably, we'll, yeah. we'll see here, but. He's, uh, yeah, in the uh, the Lexus GS, as Todd said. He already has the fun 2006 MX-5 set up for autocross and track days. That sounds fun. He's even split a red 91 525i <laughs> with some friends for lemons races when they're in the southeast. I love it. He says, why do I keep buying performance sedans when I know I don't need to? But we all know Welcome. that
0: answer. It's the disease. It's the car disease, and it strikes hard, and it doesn't let go. Yeah, that's, I, I love that, though. So he's looking around a little bit, and he's looked at everything. You have to hear the the range of stuff he's intrigued by because the common thread here is there is no common thread. The, uh, the <laughs> exactly. Turbo Accord is intriguing with the manual. And it is kind of intriguing. He still wishes he'd gotten himself a Chevy SS, and he didn't. Uh, He's looked at the used BMW X3 because those are similar. Mm -hmm. What about a Macan while we're here? And you know what? The Tesla Model 3 looks cool too. So he's sitting here going, wait, hang on. There's also a Model S. He doesn't know. He just doesn't know.
1: Did you see the part in the email where he says, I probably should not be tracking my Lexus GS 350 with the with child, child booster seat. I love that. But he actually is. I love that. He said,
0: I probably shouldn't, but I am. The GS 350, we actually have a fast blast of that coming up in the not-too-distant future, I think. Do we have got. on the
1: uh, uh, We've got, a few, well, that might come to us. We'll see. They, I thought they that might one was on us. the list of the stuff coming to us. Maybe. Uh, that, that maybe. We've, we're kind of back in the press car rotation, we which are. is They're great. And, it's great. Uh, a lot of you know various SUVs scattered in there
0: and sedans yeah, um, and stuff too. But the thing about the yeah. GS is it's one of those uh, we've recommended it a couple times. It doesn't get recommended a lot, but it's one of those full size genuine performance sedans. Mm-hmm. It's a surprise mm-hmm. if you get that big F Sport version. So uh, now actually you don't have the GSF, which is the real play. You have the 350 F Sport,
1: which is close. Right. The right.
0: GSF is a is a wolf in sheep's clothing kind of Lexus sedan. The 350 yeah. F Sport. I love that you're tracking it. It's Close. That's also a big car. That's the other thing I was thinking about this for Bo. That is a large. That's a full-size sedan. Mm-hmm. Almost mm-hmm. anything else we could recommend is almost smaller. Yeah, no kidding.
1: With the possible exception of the Model S. All right, jumping in here. He's got about forty k to spend, $50,000 if he leases. He's married, has one small child, and he says, after replacing, should I replace the MX-5? This mm-hmm. could be on the table. And he says, you know, this car is not winning much since the new MX-5 came out. So what can we do for two cars for that same amount? All right. That gets harder, but yes. We've got to, instead of immediately jumping into the car list, Mm -hmm. Mm Bo, I want you to decide. I, I think I know your needs here. I think I understand those fairly well. We know your budget. Yeah, yeah. But for that budget... Because you've driven so many cars and owned a variety of cars, yeah. I think the the start to your homework is to list the extremes. Mm. What's the most extreme you can go for, we'll say 50, all right? Okay. We'll put it okay. all the way up at 50. Sure, sure. Because, yeah, you're going to start you know maybe spending a little bit of money on Turo's and rentals and you know trying to go drive some stuff. But let's go to the extreme as far as a hardcore enthusiast car. Mm. Mm. What is that most extreme car to you that you, you think – I could never own that. That's mm. the mm. GT350R is just insane. I could never sure, make that work sure, sure. in my life or or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So list two or three out here at the very edge of Mm -hmm, the water mm -hmm. you know yeah I like that way out the reference point I see it yeah exactly and then you know pick the ones that interest you Mm -hmm. you know maybe there's you know you come up with something so extreme Mm -hmm. that you go whoa from an insurance standpoint I I could never own a Jaguar F type I just couldn't make that work Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. maybe you go drive something else so you list two or three way out here at the extreme And then sort of down here, you can list how far, how low am I willing to go when I, Mm. you know, from a performance and stats. Now, again, we can't necessarily judge all of our driving based on the stats. Yeah. But... It does give us a benchmark. It gives us a place to start. So, on the other end, how low do you want to go? You know, what's the horsepower? I don't want anything less than, say, 250 horsepower. Okay. <laughs> you're mapping your... his
0: spectrum of sacrifice, is exactly, what you're doing. Yeah, I right. See where you are. Yeah.
1: Exactly right. We've got to have a range to start mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. of name the highs, name the lows, okay. and then that gives okay. us, you know, what we need to go chase. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can also chase uh, types of cars. Pickup trucks, all right, those are out. Mm -hmm. Large SUVs, okay, we know those are out. Let's start whittling away at things we know Mm -hmm. are off the list Mm -hmm. and get us whittled down. What about an electric car? Does that even Could you even put one in your life? Do that's you a great have question. Yeah. the ability to put a 240-kilowatt charger in your Completely, house? Completely, because you need one. Yeah, you know, what's your the, appetite right for taking on this new mm-hmm. lifestyle, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah for it, sure. It's kind for of sure. changing your lifestyle, how you think, how you, you know, mm-hmm. charge your car, all those kinds of things. What's your appetite for doing that? Maybe that's in, maybe that's out. Mm-hmm. Only you can answer that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once we've defined those, it's sort of like, you know, a, a four-square grid here. You know, I see where you're going. Low yeah. to high and then types of cars. Sure. And then we'll throw in, you know, wild cards, things that were never expected because, mm. you know, the GLA 45 AMG exists. It, it does. Is it, it is. A, is it a hatch? Is it an SUV? Is it a sports car? Is it a performance car? There's It a won't fit in, in a category. Where Where do I put this? There are many things that might be the extra add-ons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because once you start driving, let's let's go to the hot Mustangs and Jaguars yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then let's go over here to the, the Hyundai Veloster uh, N. Mm, sure, yeah, yeah. I mean that's a lot of performance for the money, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but maybe that doesn't appeal to you. And you will quickly know, but you'll have a, a seat time yeah. under your belt yeah, yeah. at that for point. Sure. Think, no, okay, that's okay, that feels extreme. I could never commute in that. There's not enough space. Wow. What a car. No, thank you. You, enough know, at for me. Least yeah, you know, which is good to discover for sure. Yeah. And then we can start willing way. So part of your homework is mm-hmm. just this. And once you've established those parameters, then I think we can start slotting in cars Maybe you do it at every five thousand dollar level, or maybe you just think in terms of performance. Let's, mm. you know, once we've established the low and the high, fifty k and thirty k, and thirty sure. k buys sure. you at least three hundred horsepower. Okay, now let's slot these cars in, hmm. including electric and including the you smaller. You built an entire spreadsheet grid for him to to, to populate. It's. I, Love I it. think that Love it. that will help us target in on, you know, from a big sedan up in this corner to mm-hmm. a small yeah, yeah, yeah. coupe like an M2 or a 240i. Let's come okay. down to 240is. Okay. And something like that. Okay, I need to go drive those. Mm-hmm. And then that will inform engine placement, drive wheels, size of car, number of doors. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, electric, gas, all those kinds of things. Let's sure. really sure, sure. get some parameters going. And then, like I said, slot in some cars. It's tougher when we sit at the table and troll, bring a trailer, or all of the favorite yes, car sites and go, yes. oh, I didn't know I wanted one of those. always wow. wanted one of those for the last 10 seconds. I guess I, I am a Saab yeah. fan. I'm a true dyed-in-the-wool Sob <laughs> Wait, no, I'm not. We'd scroll. That yeah. looked great, but I could never have an old classic in my life mm, because mm. I don't have upkeepability or maintenance, or I don't want to throw sure, parts sure, and sure, money yeah. just to keep it running. So, okay, that's off the table. Anything... You know, eighties and older off the yeah. table or whatever, you know what I mean? So we can start finding by year two because you gotta introduce tech. Oh man. You gotta introduce all those things. Oh man. So do you after all of that have you built this list for him? <laughs> I have not yet. Oh, okay. I'm I'm talking it through with him as, okay. yeah. as he's, yeah, yeah. you know, listening, Bo. And so then what you should do is go buy a Honda Civic type R. <laughs> <laughs> Sporty, powerful, aggressive. After all of that. Comfortable. Yeah. Front wheel drive. Economical. What about it? Hoonable, Hoonable.
0: Commutable.
1: It's right in the sweet spot, leaves you some money left over. You might not have to sell the MX-5. I'm mostly joking, but I do want you to I go drive you're, that you're car. I think you're only partially joking, but I hear you. I yeah. think you need to drive a variety because I do think you need space for family. Yes, clearly. that
0: we've, We at least need a back seat. I have a couple kind of wild cards that get a little further away from that, but I, I started with a lot of sedans. Did you? And some stuff for, for Bo to drive for sure that I think he needs to drive.
1: To, to understand, is this me or not? And if the advice I'm giving you is is causing you a headache, throw it out the window. But I, I want to at least get you thinking. If you don't put it down on paper, that's fine. But mm-hmm. at, at least imagine that in your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's my upper end? Okay, I've got that upper end and I don't want to go further than that. Sure, 600 horsepower sure. is my limit or whatever, you know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You've got to cap it somewhere. But start to think in those terms. Whether or not you put it down and really flesh it out is irrelevant. Okay, Just start to think in... Okay, my upper limit and the, the craziest car I can get for 50K is what? Mm, mm.
0: And then drop okay. back from there. I think you need to drive a used Macan. Ooh. You mentioned it in passing. I, I, I'm not sure this is you. I I really don't know that this is what you want, but I don't get the impression from your email that you've driven one yet. Go drive one because it's one of those line-blurring cars like you were just talking about where it's not really Mm -hmm. fitting specifically in a category. Yes, technically it's a CUV in marketing and in ride height and that kind of stuff, but it drives closer to what a little wagon or a hot hat should drive like. Mm -hmm. So it's a weird animal, and I don't know that it's for you, but I think you should drive it because what you're trying to do, it sounds like, is have that usable dad car that is surprisingly fun all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, let's at least let's at least drive it so you know how you feel about it. I also think you need to drive the Model 3 if you haven't. You're going to instantly say this is you that. or not. You're going to you're going to know at the end of the block. Yeah. And, and, but here's but here's the challenge with the Model 3 or the Model S, either one you could get into. But here's the challenge with with the Tesla automobile. They are so different that it's going to be cool probably no matter what. It's such a different approach. It's such a different just setup and thinking and what they've done that I don't think anybody gets in them and just goes, oh, I fully hate this. It's intriguing no matter whether you're going to like it long-term or not. Mm-hmm. So have the mm-hmm. thought when you drive it, do I find it intriguing because it's new and different, or do I want it in my life? Those are different questions. Fair, fair. since you are a car guy, I think people that are not – I'm painting with a broad brush here, but I think people that are generally not car people – find it very easily to easy to love the Tesla and go I want this period because they're less concerned about a car history Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. car history both so I'm wondering since you're a car guy for a long time and you've gotten other people into cars I think the Tesla you're going to find very intriguing I think you have to have a real conversation with yourself about am I going to like this after the real newness wears off or am I going to want a car like I Hell, had? Sure, you're living with it. Traditional car. Yeah, for sure. Because it is very cool. So you need to drive one of those. Those are my two kind of must-drive-either-way homework. Then I have um, three sedan recommendations Okay, and two wild cards. Okay. All right. You have to drive and seriously consider the Genesis G70. That's up
1: there. That's great. You could go get yeah.
0: a brand new one for your money. Mm. It is genuinely powerful. It is a little bit smaller than your GS. It is better dynamically than your GS, but it is an incredibly nice place to be. And you're not going to yeah. have yeah. the is-this-going-to-run headaches that you might if you run into away from Lexus into something else. That's the problem with the, with being a Lexus owner for a while. They just run, and they run well. So are yeah, you going to go sure. into something now that is a headache? I've got that one coming, by the way. But are you going to go into something <laughs> that's a headache? The Genesis I don't think will be a headache, and I think you would genuinely enjoy driving that car. So drive the Genesis D seventy. I think that's a real contender for you. Also, you mentioned in passing, and I have to ask you, Bo, what the heck is going on? You said you wish you'd gotten an SS. Why don't you get one? Chevy <laughs> so SS for fifty grand. You can go find a re- yes. You could they're not new. Get two for those. For no, that kind well, of money. well, not quite.
1: But you know automatics, what I'm saying. Automatics. Automatics. You could almost. I mean, not yeah. really, but they've come down in price. The nice
0: manuals are gonna be between forty and fifty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The people are selling. You can't get a new one, but a nice man between forty and fifty. You're going to have your choice. You can get a really nice one. Yeah, yeah. And I know that it was a cliched marketing thing that was mentioned, but I really do think it applies here. It's the four door variant of the Corvette.
1: Hmm.
0: It sure. Is, it, I mean, it isn't, but you know what I mean. It 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 has some of the lineage. It has the the engine. Really consider an SS. If you you already wanted one, why not go get one? Sure. I'm genuinely asking. Sure. And then I have to say it. <clears throat> Um, because your budget could do it, used Alfa Romeo Giulia Quadrifoglio. Really, the big boy. Really, let's just go right You're for the jugular. There. However, wow. however, I know there are many of you screaming right now because the man stepping out of a Lexus GS into a <laughs> Alfa Romeo Quadrifoglio. These are the. This is the. If I was making a spectrum of sacrifice of reliability of big sedans, those are the bookends. Mm-hmm. So at least get yourself an extended warranty or better idea. Take your fifty grand into an alpha dealer who probably isn't moving their quadrifolios that much right now and
1: lease one. You could actually lease. I, I, I'm on board with that idea if you lease one, Bo. I'm on Going board. Go in and lease one. Buying, Have a I'm conversation still with somebody about
0: a quadrifolio on lease. Now that's interesting. That is a brilliant-to-drive sedan, and I don't believe they hmm. are all the one that Car and Driver got. They're not all look they're not Lexus. They're really not Lexus, but I don't believe they're all that one. So that's my those are my three sedans for you and then two wild cards because they aren't full sedans. Okay. But you're a guy that tracks cars. Yeah. You're a guy that likes personality in cars and cars that you've connected with. So you should at least drive Mustang GT350, not the R because it doesn't have a back seat. The GT350. Right, right. And while you're there, wander over and see if you can find yourself a Camaro ZL1. Hmm, think so. Fifty grand for both. I know. I know he can do it for the GT three fifty because the early models of those, those guys decided to get rid of them and now got a new one. They're going to be slightly. And the used. R's are the ones that hung on to their value. But a used one of both of those is is viable for fifty, and you have a back seat, mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. still have a place for a car seat. I mean, they're wild car seats are on the edge. I don't know if it's usable enough based on the stuff Bo's done. This is more of a blending of I'm, I'm a guy that tracks and I'm a dad with a big sedan. The blending area is those guys, I feel like.
1: Your tongue-in-cheek comment here, Bo, about you know, why do I keep buying performance sedans? <laughs> I don't think that's far off. I mean, we're kidding about it, but I don't think it's far off because I don't see you going to a hot hatch. Agreed. I don't see I, a I wagon in likely. here. I don't see a large SUV. I think we can rule those out right away. I do see a lower to the ground, lower center of gravity. It's got to have four doors. And, and that's I your need. I agree
0: with that. It seems that seems like who he is. I agree.
1: I mean, you've had some great suggestions. You know, we could run to very, uh, I guess, typicals. But I sense you want to own something that is a bit of a conversation starter.
0: I think so too. Yeah. A
1: bit of a wow. Well, that's a unique, discerning, curated mm-hmm, choice. Mm-hmm. Why did you decide on that? Yep. Well, the guys at Everyday Driver told me to go get that. <laughs> like the Volvo S60, that new sedan mm. is absolutely gorgeous. Sure. The tech sure, in sure. that car is astounding. We've we're really liking what Volvo is doing. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it kind of depends on how you drive. I know you're yeah, a track driver, but enough. Yeah. But it you know with the with the. Engine, you know, you've got uh, a choice of both turbocharging and supercharging.
0: Because at Volvo, we
1: make one engine, and then we ask you which kind of uh, extra air you'd like pushed into it. Exactly. So I'm wondering, all of these choices will reveal themselves because of how you drive on the street. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then that'll, I think, help inform you. But honestly, I don't see you going away from... A smaller, lower sedan. It seems like that's who he is as a big sedan driver. So, yeah.
0: again, Genesis, G70, SS, or an Alpha Julia. those are conversation starters across I, I, the board. Actually, SS, the SS is the least conversation starter because people are going to think you bought a Malibu. But otherwise, <laughs> you're doing pretty well for yourself there.
1: Bo, thanks for writing. I really hope that helps. And, yeah, keep in touch. Really uh, just curious yeah, about know. how you approach this. And what you go drive and what it does to inform your decision-making. We're, we're always curious because we do publish car conclusions and we're starting to do that a little bit more frequently. So if you have had a car conclusion and you've been, you've had an epiphany and you've arrived at something love that. even yeah. without having the debate done by Todd and I mm-hmm. love to hear from you. Write to Completely. us everyday driver at gmail.com. And you can, that's the same place you can write to us your debate mm-hmm. and what I love is, you know, now we've gotten owners who we've debated for or even not, and they're now selling that car, moving on to something next. <laughs> we've
0: been doing this long enough now that we've actually got generational rotation happening. Yeah, You're right; That's it's a good amazing. Point. That's so a the point, same yeah.
1: place to write your car conclusions. We love publishing those, and and please be sure to include the episode number if it was featured in an yes, episode, ideally. and what we uh, chose for you, what we kind of suggested, because you can either say I got it, and you were right, or you guys didn't know anything, and I got something totally different. It spoke to me, and or I doubled my budget. Or, Look at what I did. Yeah, that's happened a lot, seriously. Too, which is great. And uh, and of course, if you didn't, just kind of your know, your through line of uh, how you arrived at the choice, you're thinking about it. Love to hear from you because I know there's a lot of people out there that are interested. Mm-hmm. Almost more in how you arrived at the decision-making rather than the car itself. It's a fascinating kind of through-line,
0: a little Mm -hmm. follow-the-pathway. Both us and all of you listening seem to really enjoy that, so it's very cool.
1: Yeah, for sure. So write to us. Love to hear from you guys. Really appreciate it. We're all
0: looking for great driving roads, and we've even tried to share and list some of them along the way. But now there's an app that can help anyone worldwide mark, share, and find the best roads everywhere. Driveline is
1: the world's first social driving app. It allows you to easily record and classify your favorite road, and you can mark great pit stops, record and attach video, and you can create pins with photos to share.
0: It's the first sharing and social driving app. You can follow people that drive interesting roads, see what they're driving. You can search an area you've never driven before. And if you find a route you like, you
1: just hit Drive It and get guided to the beginning of your new favorite road. You can even earn points and patches for your activities on the app, which build towards actual car giveaways. As the community grows, Driveline will be giving away cars to members, and your posting and drives earn you points to win. We've never seen anything like this, and we love the combination of community and great
0: drives. You can get in early right now and shape the app and the community. So download Driveline to your phone today. Start sharing your favorite roads, meeting other drivers, and finding a new route for your next adventure.
1: We all have a lot of to-do lists, and some of them get quite long. You know, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea, though. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance to that list. And the good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything.
0: All you have to do is go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save, you've heard it before, 15% or more on your car insurance.
1: Extra money in your pocket? This just may be the most rewarding to-do thing on your list today. Summer is finally here, and with that comes sunshine and blistering hot car interiors. You know, the leather seats that you thought were a great idea until you scald your legs.
0: Luckily, all you need is a custom sunscreen from our friends at Covercraft. They're awesome. They're amazing. These foldable sunscreens fit perfectly in the windshield of your car and keep your car cooler when you're off enjoying the sunshine.
1: These custom sunscreens come in a variety of colors, and they're an affordable and simple way to keep your car cooler in the summer and protected from damaging UV rays all year long.
0: We swear by our custom sunscreens. I I love it. It's one of our very favorite car accessories. Remember, you can get 10% off your car sunscreen by using the code every day right now at Covercraft.com. Or you can follow the link from our sponsors page.
1: We're often asked how we find the cars that we recommend to all of you listening. Whether it's local or nationwide, our searches start with Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car shopping site separately, you can enter all your parameters for the car you're looking for into Auto Tempest one time, and then you can search for them all at once. See results from Cars.com, Cars Direct,
0: eBay, and more. Or you can jump to AutoTrader or Car Gurus without entering anything new. Same parameters, new site. You can even search all of Craigslist. Think about how hard it is to search Craigslist nationwide, one at a time. Autotempest.com has got you covered there all at once.
1: Autotempest can help you find your next new or used car, whether there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the country. Plus, the people at Auto Tempest listen to this podcast and they're always refining the site for more features. They've got research tools, buyer and seller guides, and they're listening to what their users need.
0: So if you're doing your own drive homework, you're chasing your dream car, or just looking to feed the disease as we are all the time, autotempest.com is your place to start.
1: Alex R. is 25 years old. He just got a new job in the California Bay Area, and he's looking to upgrade his 08 Honda Civic into something a bit more fun. And sporty and comfortable. Mm -hmm. All those things wrapped up in one. Yeah. He spends about an hour commuting round trip. He says not quite bumper to bumper, but not really great either. So he's Mm -hmm. looking for something that will balance the fun on the weekends and still be drivable day to day. The commute thing. Yeah. And I notice here that he has, let's be honest, that list is fun, sporty and
0: comfortable. That's, the that's one that relates directly to. Issue I am there. commuting in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and we've done that commute driving cars in that area, and we we've been like on the outskirts of the madness. Mm-hmm. And you're right; mm-hmm. there's very little stop and go, but there's 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 very little flow either. So you yeah. got to be prepared to just kind of hang out in your car. So you definitely got to worry about that. Your budget's thirty grand, Alex. So that's uh, uh, that's pretty cool. And you might stretch a 35, you've said, if Paul needs it. And we <laughs> b- might both need it, actually. You've actually looked at the uh, the Audi S5 Coupe and also the, the newer Mustangs. So those are the places that your head is at already. But you're going, okay, what, what can we get? And gas mileage isn't a huge issue, which I find interesting here. Yeah, right, right. So that's good. So um, you're hoping for a little bit of fun. How can we help? Alex, this is cool.
1: Interesting. I, I want to
0: run right to small, tiny little sports cars, but you have to commute in it. I keep coming back it's to it. It's got to be comfortable. The yeah. seats
1: have to be good, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. can't just drone on the highway and nope. just come to life nope. when nope. you hit the canyon roads either. So my, my initial thought here is, all right, I'm sure your Honda Civic has been good. Yeah. And you've got the new job, so you need the full new car. You, mm-hmm. It's new to you. Yeah. So I'm thinking about insurance requirements, of course. That's got to factor in. You can't go something too crazy. But I am thinking as small a sedan as we can go, hmm, to be okay. honest. All right, all right. My headspace is initially Audi S3. But you didn't specify here, Alex, whether it needs to be manual or needs to be automatic or True, yeah. what you're looking for. Or maybe either is fine. You mentioned the Audi S5, but I'm also I'm thinking about going even smaller because that okay. S3 is built on that same Golf R platform. It, it is, shares yeah. a lot of those components. Yeah, yeah. You could go Golf R. If you want, that's you on know, my list. Golf R is definitely Something kind of and,
0: and you could do the DSG, and then you have you all the could, commutability, you could. and then fun when you have the opportunity, and it'll carry more than you ever thought. And that the Golf R really could get this done.
1: But keep going. Well, it's it's the comfort level of that car because agreed, compared agreed, yeah. to you know so many cars from Evos to STIs the Focus mm-hmm. RS, yeah, you know you've been in the Honda Civic. We want you something you know a fresh. He he wants a level above that. He wants a level above that too. Yeah, it's always been you know we run to even Volkswagen and Audi product Mm -hmm. feel really great. Their low end stuff feels really great. That's the thing they do very very well. Yeah, I mean you could argue the same for BMWs, and uh, you know from a driving standpoint those are great. Yeah. However, I keep coming back to the S three. I keep thinking something you know fairly compact. It's got four doors. It's got space for you Mm -hmm. and your friends. Mm You know, it'll be a decent road trip car. It's not huge. Yeah, for sure. But I'm just thinking it's an interesting car. It's an yeah. interesting place because, you know, new is that Mercedes A220. Yeah, I see That's, that. That I size see that. Yeah. is yeah, yeah. kind of what's new. But those are really expensive. Yeah, and I want out. you to have something well, yeah. more powerful than a Mazda 3. Okay. I see, I see where you are. I see where we you could are. go yeah. Mazda 3. Yeah. But I want more power for you. Okay. okay. But then there's the balance of the insurance requirement. Because... Sure. You know, only your insurance agent can tell you. Yeah, and you're yeah, gonna have I to figure that. that out and kind of work that out. So I'm
0: leaning like, in that direction. I like those. I like that. That's good. That's good stuff. Again, the Golf R was on my list. It, I was, was thinking about it today because we were in that uh, that Boxster, that 718 boxer. Mm-hmm. and it made me think about golf's. I know that sounds weird, but here's why. And I mentioned it in our Cayman Generations piece, which is again rerunning tomorrow. So this all connects in my head. <laughs> the golf. If you get in a base golf, something that costs in the $20,000 range. Mm -hmm. Volkswagen does an excellent job of the materials you're going to touch and the materials that are at eye level feel pretty high end. They seem to almost be by themselves, the Volkswagen Group, in accomplishing that so consistently. Mm -hmm. Mm It's something that American manufacturers have struggled with a lot and some Japanese manufacturers as well because as you bring the price point down, the material quality to the touch and to to even the way it looks to your eyes has to come down for a cost-cutting measure. Right. Volkswagen still does that but they hide all that plastic really low it's out of eyesight or it's in places where that's actually a sharp weird corner of army man plastic but you're never going to touch there unless you're us and you're digging. Yeah. So they yeah. do a really good job of that. To the, to the so far that in the 718 Cayman hmm. and the 718 Boxster at around sixty seventy 70 grand. A lot of the kind of mid dash
1: materials of those are no different than what's in the Golf. It's interesting, and you know you have to wonder what kind of suppliers yeah. are being used for similar products. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, like I said, same suppliers, different car, which is amazing. And pull back the grain texture, and you know the specs are a little bit different, but you're you're clearly getting it from the same supplier, yeah. which is yeah yeah you know. And a this great is thing.
0: this is an endorsement to those uh, those mid level Volkswagen products. Uh, so I do think the Golf R is a real uh, candidate here. I I just decided to embrace the fact that uh, Alex is 25, which means it's the year the insurance goes down. A little bit. Theoretically. And you have some money. Yeah. So I thought, all right, all right. You don't have the I need responsibilities of gas mileage, extra doors, this kind of stuff. So I thought, you know, this might be your opportunity to have some fun. I think it's a great opportunity. I absolutely. went used. On these crazy ideas that I have. Okay. Thought I went used, which should help you on insurance, but insurance may be the killer of my two good ideas. Okay. But I thought, what, are, what is a car that if you're sitting stopped in traffic, you're fine, but if it's all open in front of you, or if you find a great California back road, you're in heaven. Okay. And when you get out of it, you can look back and be like, that's my car. Okay. I used to have a Honda Civic. Now I have that. Sure. I have two. Cayman or Boxster, if you prefer. Okay. The nine eight seven generation. So, do you I'm talking, think that will be too
1: expensive for from an insurance standpoint?
0: I don't know. See, I don't know what his. We don't know his drive history, and I don't know what his tolerance level is. Right. Because with thirty grand to spend, you can find Caymans and Boxers, the nine eight sevens, and they're ten years old now. Yeah. So yeah. that that's a True. big big factor here. It's it that's the thing that's going to bring that insurance down more than anything is those nine eight seven Boxers
1: up through what is it twenty twelve or so. That's yeah, that generation. The yeah so the no, you I'm just concerned the insurance company is going to see Porsche anything. They might. It's like, they it's might. a 9.14 from but 1974. I'm, but I'm genuinely thinking, get a base. Hmm. Get a base model. Yeah.
0: Get a 2009, 2010 Cayman or Boxster base. That car is not going to be expensive. It's going to be genuinely fun. It's going to feel like a revelation compared to your Honda Civic in power, even though it's not a powerful Porsche. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. your insurance is probably going to be tolerable. I don't know his situation, but I think that's right on the cusp. And in that same area, I also thought about this very early of the Jaguar F-type run. Really, for the same reasons. I mean, these are premium luxury brands. They are. The company's going to be like, they are. But again, in the case of the Jaguar F-type, you're not buying. Don't get the big boy. Get the V6.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Get the V6. Get the automatic and 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 I actually my my guess I don't know I haven't looked it up I don't know Alex's case but my guess is the Porsche will be cheaper to insure than the Jaguar possibly yeah but I think if, if you can tolerate the insurance if that's a situation that works for you I think those are cars that you'd be perfectly happy commuting in those
1: and thrilled when you don't have to commute
0: and you can just drive it for fun
1: Alex because you didn't say bumper to bumper all the time and because I'm thinking as new as possible you've got 30k and I think you'll tolerate uh, – yes, you want some comfort, but I think you'll tolerate the lack of a little bit better than other people. Like, say, you know, well, older folks. We'll go with that. Sure. I see where you're going. I think you'll be able to tolerate a little bit better. And I've suggested it before, and I'm monumentally impressed with this car. Okay. The performance is outstanding. The build quality is excellent. All right. And they've they've really brought up I'm their game. Waiting. I'm now really waiting. It's the Veloster N. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to overlook that car and think, mm-hmm. "Wow, hell yeah!" The interiors—not at all. Nothing about that car is yeah. off-putting. It's just exciting. Yeah, it's yeah, cool yeah. to they've look done, at. They've done it
0: very, very well. It's different.
1: Yeah. It's quirky, and it's—I think it's something. It's sort of the next generation of where we were at, you know, a few years ago with the Focus RS or the the STs, the Fiesta oh, ST sure. and Focus, sure, sure. Focus ST. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're infatuated with those cars, mm-hmm. but their time has kind of come and gone. Yeah from a just hey the shiny new object they're still very relevant and excellent cars to drive but they're on their way out yeah for sure but we're not getting the next generations here in the US Ford isn't bringing them back and so i think what is the next you know kind of inexpensive surprising to drive best performance you can get for your money but it's still in the category of i think it'll be good for your insurance that is the opposite end of luxury brands of course and i'm just i'm Still slightly concerned because you're but going he's, from Honda to Jag or but Honda he's,
0: to yeah, Porsche. Yeah, but he's coming out of an 08 Civic. So a, a brand new car is 10 years newer.
1: Mm-hmm, and
0: mm-hmm. that Veloster is not that's not a bad interior by any means. I see where you are. I, I, there's, there's real I mean, it's merit It's not going to be the
1: luxury or the, it's not. the quality it's not. you're talking yeah. about. It's not. It's, it's going to be surprising, though. And like I, I, I said, I it's that. a hardcore car. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still going to be elements of... All right, I I can deal with this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. I'm not just, you know, sitting back in a comfy couch and I just am bumper to bumper kind of traffic. True, and
0: I mean, you know, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna entertain that kind of level
1: of, uh, kind of affordable
0: enthusiast performance, you can get brand new versions of the eighty six chassis for your money and have money left over. You can, and that car will work because if you're not stopped all the time, it doesn't have an, an overly nice interior, but it has great seats. Yeah, yeah. And even in six-speed automatic, it's actually a really good car to drive. So if you want to go kind of the more affordable level, that is a car, obviously, it's going to lean more toward, thank God, the road opened up than I'm sitting in stop and go. But it's still not bad. And when you're not living in the mountains like I am, you can get great gas mounts on that car. No, it's not a factor for you, but you can get really good gas. Mileage. There's people pulling off 30s in that. Well, if you're not you know, flat to the floor but everywhere if you're in, you go. But if you're in traffic, you're not doing that anyway.
1: Bringing its neck, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, hopefully this helps. Write to us and uh, let us know what you bought. We've got a ton of social media questions here to jump to. And I'm jumping in. I am taking it from Aries D on Facebook. How do I convince my wife that my car, oh, wow. an 06 Honda S2000, is not a death trap? I saw this. This is tough. This is tough. <laughs> Part of the reason why he bought it was to be a date car, and she's never ridden in it once. Hmm. He says, for context, he has tried teaching her how to drive manual in his previously modded cars. His logic was, well, if she learns to drive stick with a stage three race clutch, she can drive anything. <laughs>
0: yes, I, I see your logic. See- <laughs> However, this, this is your wife. and That's probably not going to work. He yeah. says,
1: I was severely mistaken. <laughs> I'm not surprised, honestly. Now she's terrified of driving anything sporty. Yeah. And it's, he says, it doesn't help. That she's under the notion that all SUVs and trucks are automatically safer, and she's mm-hmm. currently in a second-generation Acura RDX. Neither of them have been in any major accidents, but her mind goes straight to worst-case scenarios, which is easy to do as human yeah, beings. for sure, for sure, yeah. And he says, all right, at the mention of, you know, taking the car out, she fears they'll leave orphans, <laughs>
0: wow this is
1: tough is there any way to reset her thinking and by now Aries I'm sure she's listening mm-hmm. you're probably sharing this with her it comes back to what I've talked about before mm-hmm. and that is the safest car is the one that can avoid the accident entirely in the first place the car yes, that can yes. outbreak, out accelerate and outmaneuver the thing mm-hmm. the two big semi trucks closing in the one that allows you to make decisions past the point of the split second oh I'm screwed I'm you know, brace yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Is there a car and your Honda S2000 is spry enough mm-hmm. and powerful enough that will allow you that decision making time to lengthen slightly? Mm-hmm. And that is when you, oh my gosh, should I brake? And now I'm braking. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can avoid it. Sometimes not, not always. But I also don't go into my driving every day. I don't think you do either, thinking, well, wonder if today's the day, you know, Mm, I I don't mm. think that way. It's, it's always, you know, not being lazy about my driving habits. I'm always, that's first thing I'm checking my mirrors. I'm, you know, as soon as I buckle my seatbelt, it's on, Mm -hmm. I'm driving. I'm not looking at my phone. I am you know, you got to step up your game and you got to, force yourself to do that it's yeah. easy to just get in the car and sleepy mm-hmm. you know drive to starbucks and i just need my coffee and you're focused on a yeah.
0: million other things the the word the honestly and I, I think we've all done it i know i have the world's worst experience driving i honestly think is when you do like a corner you make a corner and you suddenly go when did i get here
1: yeah especially if you commute many you, you have that, that situation yeah.
0: where you suddenly are like i don't Am I here? How am I here? Ever? Yeah. I had that happen to me in LA doing the zombie commute thing, and I'd be like, "Whoa, this is not and good." And it's
1: not just fatigue that does that. Yeah, it's, you're on total like brain autopilot. I do my same route every day. Mm-hmm. I've got my coffee. We're yep. good. And then suddenly, whoa! I I looked at a message. I I yeah. cheated. I looked at a text message that came in, and it's it's dangerous. But you've got to really ramp up your A game all the time. When you're in a car, it's on. And it's hard to do. I realize that. You just want to just hop in and go. So having that car that you do, is um, it's not one to take her out and show her no. emergency braking or <laughs> no, emergency accelerating no, 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 no. or you know the moose test with the Honda S2000. Look how All good bad. it avoids All the thing. Bad. Yeah. That's not what I'm suggesting. But owning the car that you do... You can make the case that if you can avoid the accident entirely, and you've got the tires and you're being smart about the weather, whatever's going Mm -hmm, on, mm -hmm. you can make the case for, I can avoid the accident in the first place. Now, that's not always possible, but driving the biggest thing on the road is not the answer either. True. True. So it comes down to driving skills and ramping up your driving skills and looking at other drivers and anticipating as best you can Mm -hmm. what's going on Mm -hmm. because you know you're driving behind somebody and you're you're in their three-quarter and you see the car close the 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 side of the lane so they might be you know you're Mm -hmm. in the left lane they're in the right and you can they're telegraphing their movements with the wheels and you think they're coming in without signaling yep there they go yeah yeah you can start to do that now i'm not saying you can assume everything it's it's not like that but it's it's not even defensive driving. It's it's you're you're on top of everything. I'm trying and, to stay ahead of it, sure. You know you're you're looking at your scenarios constantly. It sounds exhausting. Yeah. But I feel like there's a level of just you've got to bring it, Aries. I've got some thoughts in a completely different angle
0: on this. I, I love where you went, Paul. I want to start from a totally different angle. And hello again to your wife who's listening again. Uh, yeah, she's hoping, she's shaking her head right now at the podcast. I know she is. Do you is. think her
1: hands are on her hips?
0: No, 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 no. She's just shaking her head and okay. going, you listen to these guys how often? Anyway, <laughs> let, let's see if we can land this plane. Aries, I've got some tough love for you, man, honestly. And I, want to, I don't want to speak from my own experience. You're going to have to sell that S2000. Hmm. You're going to have to sell that S2000. That is tough love. There isn't a situation where she comes around on that car. I'm sorry to say it. You're going to have to sell that car. I'm, I'm headed somewhere here for a couple of reasons. First off, when I drive the Lotus, my feet are involved in the crumple zone. It's a great point. I am fully aware of this. And some days it bothers me more than others. Sure. And when I drive around Park City, I'm okay. When I go down to Salt Lake and I wind up in a commute situation beside a semi in that car, I am... Unbelievably hyper aware of the fact that my ankles are up at the crumple zone. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, you know, I have a wife, I have a son. This is a tiny little car. Mm -hmm. Generally, it doesn't bother me. But the Lotus is even more extreme than the S two thousand. But I submit this to you, also Aries. You are closer to the Lotus than you should be for this conversation. Fair enough. That car is a it's S two thousand. No question, great car. I love the Lotus S two thousand. Great car. I think it's on the same spectrum as the Lotus. But that is a car that feels thin, small, and exposed. It just true, does true. Now, that's one of the reasons that it's fun to drive, but if your wife is feeling that in that car, you will not get around that problem. Okay? What I think you need to do is get your wife into things that are sporty that are not that. First off, no convertibles. No I convertibles agree that. Yeah, yeah. I think you need to get her in a modern Mustang. Okay? That is a genuine performance car. But that car feels substantial. Okay, feels genuinely substantial. Like, yeah, just due to size. Yes, and 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 the thickness of the doors and the way you sit yeah. in the car. It doesn't. Yeah. It, it is the opposite of my Lotus in that regard. Sure, do, you don't feel exposed in a Mustang, even a convertible Mustang. But I'm staying away from convertibles. Drive a Mustang if you can, possibly a Camaro. The problem with the Camaro is visibility is bad, so I think that's going to bother your wife as well. But it has that same feel. It feels very substantial and safe as a result. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I also think if you can, can you Turo, could you guys ride around in a 911? Now, maybe you can't afford a 911. But my point about a 911 is that there's nobody on the planet is saying that's not a sports car. But I, I can't believe I'm saying this because you are going to laugh and tease me for years for saying this. <laughs> but when you close the door of a 911, it feels substantial. Okay? That there it is. feels it's, very well built. It's recorded, everyone. Okay, and it feels solidly built in the way that my Lotus does not. Sure, sure. So I think you need to find these cars that are genuinely substantial, worthwhile cars that are also, nobody's arguing, sports cars. Drive around some of those. See if any of those connect with her because your S2000 is too out on the
1: fringe. I hate to say it, but it's got to go. I think you're right there. That is tough love, isn't it? I I. Continue to maintain, and this is for me, for you, for everybody listening, is our, it's just so easy to let your let your guard down when yeah, you're, it is. When it you're is. in the car and just to reevaluate all your habits. And I'm not even saying, Aries, that you do that and I'm going to evaluate your driving skill. No, 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 no. No, please don't. That will get you in trouble as do well. Do not do that. Yeah. But just encourage her to run through the daily how I drive and what are the little things that nag you that, well, oh, I know I should do that better. Only you can answer that, but only you can fix that. Mm, fair, And fair, that's fair. up to her to identify and fix them if they exist. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't. I mean, have you ever met anybody that says, yeah, I'm a bad driver? <laughs> Who fair, among rarely. us wants to admit
0: that? Probably nobody listening to this show. I've bet some people None that of us genuinely do. hate driving, but otherwise, We're too yeah.
1: prideful and we're too, you know, I've been doing this for how many years and I got this and... All of us do that. I get it.
0: I took a photo tonight of one of the worst park jobs I've seen in a long time, <laughs> yes, you and we did. actually watched the. I should <laughs> post them. We actually watched the woman walk out and get out of her, get in her car, and she backed out of the space like honestly, <laughs> like the car was made of eggshells. <laughs> it was it was yeah. shocking, and I and I genuinely had the thought of she's terrified. Yeah, there's a level of that for sure, and that's look for sure. That, That happens, and Aries, I hope that's not your wife, but I think you've got to find a a meeting here where fun car can feel like safe car, and those are out there. They're out there, but the little stuff can't be on the table.
1: On a different note, there's a Honda S2000 for sale. The owner is Aries D. He can be contacted on Facebook. And very I'm nice. Sure I like it. Some enthusiast is going to want to take that off your hands. That's very good. I like Somebody that. Somebody They listening. are great cars. They really are. <laughs> All right. What have you got,
0: uh, Gary, the cycling nerd? If you guys were charged with making the Lotus CUV, what size would you go for? What price bracket would you choose? Honestly, Gary, this car needs to be aimed right down the center of the of the Porsche Macan. I was just going to say that. That's interesting. You know, that needs to be its size and its benchmark. If they could yeah. do the Macan, yeah. with whatever the Lotus flavor is of an interior. But lo- probably really good seats, honestly, really good seats that are surprisingly thin that, that provide more rear... Here here you go, Lotus. <laughs> good Lotus seats that are surprisingly thin in the backing, which creates more rear legroom because the seats aren't these huge bulky things. Offer it in a manual and an automatic. You'll probably sell two manuals and one of them will be to me. But uh, offer it in a manual and automatic if you can. But, but make it the size of the Macan, with better steering feel, that would be the Lotus victory in that space. It's the size of SUV that everybody's buying anyway. Mm -hmm. The small five-seater that, frankly, a small sedan would have gotten you more room, but nobody's actually saying that. The small SUV,
1: I think that would be the place to be. Can we have lots of cold, exposed, extruded aluminum and... Phillips Probably not. Screw heads I mean, heads look, at,
0: look at how the uh, look at how the Evora 400 and now the GT looks. The those actually that's a nice interior. <laughs> it's we got we got to follow along in
1: that interior style, yeah. which is really really nice. I really like what they're doing. I'm just I'm I'm rooting for them big time. Oh yeah, and, and they step need, by look, step. I love their sports cars, obviously,
0: but they need to do they need to follow the Porsche model and they need to make a CUV so they can get themselves solvent.
1: That'd be novel. Switching gears over to a question from Ryan Kay. Thanks for writing, man. What's, what's our prognosis on Genesis? They seem to have the cars, but no dealership presence. It's almost as if they didn't learn a thing from Lexus launch, what Lexus has done. Mm. Yeah, that mm. was definitely their focus. Lexus did that in the very beginning, and they've been all about the dealer experience. That's what they're known for. Yeah, We have family members. We know people that love Lexus more for the dealer experience than for the actual cars. The cars are great. Yeah, But they love the dealer experience. That's and, what keeps them coming back is the you know, dealer experience. We My mother-in-law is in that camp, for we sure. get it. Yeah. Now, Genesis has just recently carved itself out. Mm-hmm. It took cars off the market for a few years while it retooled yeah. Yeah, new yeah. designs, new direction. You've noticed probably they're not making two-door coupes anymore. It's True. all high-performance sedans, luxury sedans, and they're the alts. So you're absolutely right. They do need a dealership presence, but I think it's going to be a slow build, just like... Kia and Hyundai and all of our minds is sort of like, yeah, yeah, I guess hmm. we should look at those. It's taken years for them to not be laughingstocks of the car world. Yeah. But now they're world class. They're absolutely competitive. And Genesis is led by a brilliant designer. You've heard me say his name, Luke van uh, Donkerwalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has come from Bentley Lamborghini. He designed the Murciologo. He's bringing what I think Genesis needed for this carved out brand. Mm. But you're right. They need that dealership experience to really compete. But on the other hand, do they? Because Mm. you're going to save a lot of money on the price of these cars. They're not Lexus prices. That's the brilliant thing about them. True. We are a level below that. Yeah. So that's the sweet spot, and they know it. So I think it's going to be, I think it needs to be a balance. And I'm I'm not sure they're there yet. I'd love to see. You know, more of a presence like you're saying, but on the other hand, I don't know that that's that's not really in line with, hey, we're providing, you know, great quality, little bit less price. You know, we're not charging you for the marketing or the dealership kind of thing. Hmm. Right.
0: Interesting. Uh, Reno's asked a question that uh, is a talk about a rabbit hole. We we could spend the next hour following this question, but I'm going to try to ask answer this question simply. Reno's asking about JDM imports that meet the 25 year rule. Yeah. How on earth do you find them? He's asking for an Auto Tempest equivalent. I don't really think there is one, even though Auto Tempest would probably source you some. But he said he's finding such a range of information on good cars, bad cars, people that apparently have just paid for Google to talk about them, but don't actually have things. How on earth do you navigate this? And one of you actually posted one of the things I was going to recommend uh, but the, ultimately Reno what I think you need to do is not chase a car chase a company that does this agreed because agreed. they can find you the car you're looking for I mean we drove that uh, Skyline GTS mm-hmm. owned by a local kid here and that was a car that he did all the leg work himself and sought it out and that kind of stuff that's difficult and you are you're buying from across the world. Mm-hmm. Okay? Right. So right. I really think you need to go with a company that does this. One of the ones that was posted was uh, rhd as in RightHand drive specialties.com. Their website is a uh, JDM black hole that you will thoroughly enjoy, but also our friends up at sodo moto. Yeah, Adam, talk yes. to Adam there. Up in Seattle. This that is s o d o as in south downtown s o d o-moto.com. He brings in all kinds of things. Sometimes he sources them through Canada. Sometimes he brings them from Japan direct. He is a savant about these cars. And he also has been known to seek out cars for clients. Mm -hmm. If you do talk to Adam, let him know that that, uh, we say hello because he's a great guy. And that's why we drove those cool JDM cars that we drove for one of our episodes. That was the – what did we drive? The Honda, oh, the um, the cappuccino, cappuccino
1: and uh, AZ. the AZ AZ one, which I Auto-Zam.
0: still I, I think I actually hit my head trying to get it. But anyway, <laughs> he, he's got all kinds of great stuff. So you need to find. I I if it were me. And I'm not really into this, I admit, because I don't fit. But if it were me, I would be getting a
1: person that is my guy to find me the car. Yeah, that's part of the fun, actually, for the search for you know specialty cars like that. All right, question from Cryptic Cajun. What are the best questions to ask a car guy or a car girl about his or her car? Some questions that people ask him just annoy the you-know-what out of him. <laughs> okay. I think it's the same question that I ask. You know, the art of conversation. When you first meet somebody... You want to stop talking small talk. I can't stand small talk. I I think both you and I get really sick of it really fast. It wears out, yes. So I turn to travel because that's something everybody can relate to, either places you've been, and I always start with, hey, so where are you going on vacation this year? What's mm-hmm. what's your travel plans for the next? You either just got back from a trip, you're dreaming of going to blank place on the planet, or you've got something planned already. That's cool, yeah. Somebody has travel on their minds. For You know what? I'm going to my mom's house for... You know, it's local, it's that. Or, you know what? I'm planning a trip to Belize, and this okay, is going yeah. on. So now related to cars. Hey, so you going on any road trips with that, you know, cool mm, car, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, are you going to a track? Oh, you don't track. Oh, oh, oh you do. Or, hey, what mods have you done to it? Mm-hmm. And then you're off and running into the yeah. conversation, and it's gotten there organically. And you're genuinely asking, because mm-hmm. I want to make conversation, just hanging out, talking about cars. But what are you going to go do? Because isn't that the ultimate thing let's hope so. about yeah, let's all of hope our so. cars is, What do we want to go do with our cars? And I continually love what Richard Griot, the Mm -hmm. owner of Griot's Mm -hmm. Garage, has told us. He says, everything good in his life has happened in a car. Yeah. It's all got a car connection. It's fascinating. So striking from, you know, when he got married to the birth of his children to, you know, all the adventures he's had. Mm -hmm. He said, everything good in my life has happened involving a car. Yeah. It's pretty I, cool. It's I pretty just, cool. I love that. So relate that to your conversation. That will lead you to the mods and the horsepower and the, you know, whatever else you want to talk about. But what are you doing with your car? Yeah. Well, and I think about how this happens. It's
0: a great question. I think what, what happens when we actually have these meetups or we meet you guys, you see us in an airport or whatever. And I always end up asking the question of what do you drive? Yeah. And it's interesting to yeah. watch people's response because – now, granted, you may be standing at a car show and that's obvious, but see where I take this here because – Sometimes the response is like somebody looks at their shoes because they're embarrassed with what they drive. That doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because irrelevant. The, the car you drive now has two other questions linked to it. What would you drive before? Mm-hmm. What would you like to get? Yes. Yes. So I think those are always fascinating car conversations because you can get a sense of, is this person moving through something? Or is this thing that they've had, have they had it for 20 years? And you know what? No, I've had it for 20 years because my dad gave it to me and it was hit. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. but also, I feel like all of us with the car disease have the car we'd get next.
1: Hmm.
0: yeah And that's a fun one, too, because then you can have a conversation about, look, I may have this car for another five years, but you know what I really am hoping I get at some point
1: is a, I don't know, fill that in. It's a bit provocative. you. Go up to somebody with a nice car and say, you know, when are you done with that one? What's next for you? And they may say, hey, look, buddy, I either just bought this or yeah. you know what? You're Who right. Knows? I've actually been thinking about this next thing and you're off and running.
0: Yeah. Would you ever get anything else? Is this it for you? There's great, there's great <laughs> questions off of that for sure. I love it. All right. What else do you have? Ian Ricks says, why do companies underrate their horsepower? Because, Ian, nobody's ever sued anybody for giving them too much. <laughs> That's the short answer. If, sure. if you don't get something that your car promised you, this is, this is a place where I'm surprised, honestly, that Tesla has survived as well as it has. Hmm. Because if a car company specifically under-promises and over-delivers, nobody's angry. But very true. But if the other happens – I mean, California is very friendly to lemon laws. But if the other happens, then you have people suing you or possibly returning the car or possibly talking badly about you and your cars because you claimed X and I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And horsepower is an easy one to be like, oh, it only has this much. And then when
1: you dyno it and you discover it's got all this extra, are you mad? No, you're not. <laughs> I'm suing you. You gave me too much. Then yeah. quoted, no, it never happens. Guys, massive thanks for all your questions. As always, brilliant questions, well thought through, compliments to all your questions. Really appreciate it. We're going to leave it here for right now, but we're definitely looking forward to next time. Appreciate your support, guys. Cheers, everyone.